Alright, um, I told you I was going to talk about uh, Steensville, and um, what inspired it was a lot about, a lot from the concepts and principles of Ash Wednesday. Um, it might be a real place, and it's got a lot of biblical inspiration in it. My cousin, uh, J.R. Hexane believes that, believes in it, and uh, he can, he claims to look through the veil and, and see it with his own eyes, but uh, I don't know about the whole spiritual side of it and like that, but it might be a possible real place. And it's kind of a place I gave a name to a spiritual space. It's, it's maybe some people would call it purgatory. It's closer to purgatory, but um, it just seems like if we could go to a space where we're allowed to learn the consequences of sin, I mean, just about all kinds, and understand why it's a why it's not good for anybody to indulge in those things might have a lot less people given into the sin nature so easy so uh so I, I tried to imagine this place like purgatory and it's called a, it's called steens that's what i've called it steens which is a spirit tested experience enlightening the natural soul that's what the acronym is for it and um, I really think we need spirit tested experiences so that we can learn better but uh, I wrote this in 9 September 2007 and I'm going to use it as an introduction and help well, mention what inspired where I'm at. So, God has gifted me with a detailed imagination. I would like to acknowledge God and things of God in my stories. I wish to praise Him and the imagination He has given me. I am excited when events in the Bible inspire the stories I write. In 1994, I wrote a story about a powerful being becoming wild like a beast. I did not realize at the time how that could be connected to an event in the Bible until I attended an Old Testament Bible study. On Thursday, 6th of September, 2007, the study was in the book of Daniel about Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel chapter 4, verses 28 through 37. Um, I'll read that verse to you. Hold on just a minute. All right, I'll start with uh, Daniel chapter 4, verse 27, and read to um, verse 37. Uh, it's like uh, this is the kind of trial I think would do us all good to go through this Um but let me read it. 
O King Nebuchadnezzar, please listen to me. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past by being merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you will continue to prosper. But all these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, he was taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. As he looked out across the city, he said, Just look at this great city of Babylon. I, by my own mighty power, have built this beautiful city as my royal residence and as an expression of my royal splendor. While he was still speaking these words, a voice called down from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. You are no longer ruler of this kingdom. You will be driven from human society. You will live in the fields with the wild animals, and you will eat grass like a cow. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way until you learn that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world and gives them to anyone he chooses. That very same hour, the prophecy was fulfilled, and Nebuchadnezzar was driven from human society. He ate grass like a cow, and he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived this way until his hair was as long as eagle's feathers, and his nails were like bird's claws. After this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. My sanity returned, and I praised and worshipped the Most High, and honored the one who lives forever. His rule is everlasting, and his kingdom is eternal. All the people of the earth are nothing compared to him. He has the power to do as he pleases. Among the angels of heaven and with those who live on earth, no one can stop him or challenge him, saying, What do you mean by doing these things? When my sanity returned to me, so did my honor and glory and kingdom. My advisors and officers sought me out, and I was reestablished as head of my kingdom with even greater honor than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify and honor the king of heaven. All his acts are just and true, and he is able to humble those who are proud. Thinking about that, I, you know, um, I always had, I had these, uh, these characters, they were beings, they were called arch heirs, and because they'll inherit a kingdom, uh, in my imagination, that kingdom is like that of a galaxy. And in that galaxy, that galaxy is is really just a room in God's mansion. Um, you know, I, I imagine in heaven things are pretty interdimensional. I know there are specific measures and descriptions, but I could also imagine things being interdimensional, beyond our comprehension. And so I came up with the concept of the Ark Heirs. Everyone is to inherit something, but it's not always good. Uh, what they inherit determines, you know, well, what they inherit is determined by how they lived their life on on earth and how did they serve the kingdom. And so, so they'll be assigned a certain level of responsibility in the next life. But arc heirs, well, they're pretty advanced. They basically have a whole galaxy. And um, a biblios arc heir, which is extremely important. Uh, the biblios is, it's B-I-B-L-E, 
capital O, capital H, capital S, which is Olden Air Spirit. Uh, Olden is a world, a savage world, where there's creatures and and animals and human-type monsters and, and things of that nature. Uh, but they all have to go through the Gaseb. It's, it's a... a it's a God-engineered soul beast. The Gaseb is fashioned from their nature, and God gives them a new nature in the process. And they're marked with what's called the Gasebian X, which goes across the face. And one, one slice, it's like with claws. One claw slices a dark scar across the face. And then a blade slices another scar across the face. It would be black and silver would be the, the color of the scars when they were first made. Well, that, that's called the Gasebian X. And the Gasebian X is a way to tame the nature, the savage nature. Uh, since on the world olden, human-like beings have animal natures and they they require something special, such as the Kasebian X, to keep them in check, to keep them balanced, to main to give them the control they need over their savage tendency. Um, it all represents a lot of things, you know. For me, the the Kasebian X is is basically a Christian, you know. The when they've accepted Christ as their savior, and they have to receive a new nature, but they're always battling the old nature. So that's kind of what I had in mind uh, when I when I created these uh, Biblio Arc Airs. But one of the things that I have required for them is a Biblio Arc Air must be humble in order to receive divine gifts. The name of the galaxy that I write a lot of my stuff in is is called Jasonover. And if any Jasonover Biblio Arc heir does not acknowledge Jesus Christ as their source of power, they learn humility in the wilderness. Thanks to the pride of Nebuchadnezzar, most all Jasonover, Jasonover Biblio Arc heirs have to suffer an age of wilderness survival. And so I, that's kind of that's kind of like where it started, you know. For me, and uh, so where can you earn that Gasebian X? You know, that's how would they earn the Gasebian X? Well, from that thought is when I created the Steens, uh, and the Steens is once again a spirit-tested experience enlightening the natural soul. But my first inspiration for that was when Nebuchadnezzar turned into like a savage beast, almost like a werewolf, except, you know, he eats grass like a cow would. But uh, it, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And um, once again, as a mytheist, I make these connections to the Bible, that there are creatures out there that God might create just for a lesson to be taught 
um, to a savage soul. But anyways, that's kind of the roots of Steens and where it came from. And I'll have more to say on that, but it, I'm going to do that in the next podcast.